Welcome to the Roots Report. My name is Patrick. I'm Major. And I'm Tim. What are we going to talk about today, Patrick? Well, I thought we'd uh, recap the week, uh, talk about Russia and Ukraine, uh, the interest rate increases, PPI and CPI, some key earnings, and then we're going to do our old-fashioned Rip It or Dip It. Oh, but an exciting twist to this week's episode of Rip It or Dip It, it's actually going to be focused on next week's earnings. We've got some really exciting ones coming up. We're going to hit all the all the major companies, so prepare for that. Go ahead and get your charts ready. Uh, it's going to be coming at the end. It should be a lot of fun. But not as much fun as this market's been. Uh, what a crazy yeah, week it has we been had. Wild. Um, somewhat paradoxically crazy, I would say. Like the amount of insane volatility we've seen uh, on a macro level while seeing such uh, small trading channels intraday. Does that make sense? Like we see like, you know, if you're trading the SPY, for example, it's only moving, you know, plus or minus $1.50. It's only, it's got a $3 range throughout the day. Uh, and yet overall it's, you know, opening up $5 higher, it's closing or it's opening up $3, uh, lower the next day. Like it's all over the place. Uh, I think most of that's like, uh, probably volume. We saw a big decrease in, in liquidity in the markets this week, most likely yep. because of Russia, which we're going to dive deep into, uh, later on here in the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's been crazy. And I think a part of it is people's emotions are really high right now. Like not only are people getting scared quick, but they also jump back in and like are rearing for a recovery very quickly too. Like you nailed the, it. the slightest news cycle changes everyone's opinion. It's no longer, I think things are going to be flat. It's things are going up or things are going down. There's no in between. No, I agree. And it's almost scary when it, it when it's trading sideways, yeah. right? But I think that's because one, one of the first things you need to know in the market is that the Wall Street, the markets, right, hate uncertainty, right? right? And now we've got uncertainty in earnings, right? Because you never know if a company's going to report up or down. Or it could be like an NVIDIA where you report uh, beating both top line and bottom line estimates and still go down based on um, governance for 2022, right? Uh, we have Crazy. uncertainty with Russia and Ukraine, not just uncertainty, but uh, a lot of like fake news and false information disseminating from Russia, right? Putin saying, we're going to uh, retreat, we're going to take some troops away. Meanwhile, they're actually going forward. So there's uncertainty with that. And then... Wall Street has no idea what the Fed's going to do. Mostly because I don't think the Fed has any idea what they're going to do with uh, interest rate hikes, right? Is it going to be 0.25%? Is it going to be 0.50%? We're going to get all into that uh, in today's episode. So there's a lot of uncertainty in the market. And after January's massive hit, right, a lot of hedge funds are down. A lot of retail portfolios are down. Everyone's trying to just make that money up. So I can see why they're jumping in too soon. But... I mean, unless you're going short, I think sideline's probably the way to go uh, for the near future. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think we're entering a era of chop for at least a while, especially until we find out more about uh, like when they're going to talk about <clears throat> the actual interest rates and the actual plan for that. And until then, there's going to be a lot of in uncertainty. Um, so yeah, I would say you know be quick in and out, be ready to change, potentially go cash. Um, the volatility is there. There's a lot of opportunities, but this isn't a market where I would want to be all long or all short in even. Because um, there's just, like you said, there's just so much uncertainty right now. And so people much, are so very much uncertainty. Yeah, emotional. Like the Dow 
we saw this week, this last week, that the Dow had its worst day of the year. Now, it's only in the middle of February, so it's not really saying that much. But it's still something to have its worst day. I mean, January was so shitty. Most of February has been so shitty. So for it to have its worst day last week, I mean, that's really saying something. But it's scared to... Not scared, but, you know, uh, I'm not... Maybe one shouldn't go, like you were saying, all in going short, right, with puts. Because, you know, back in January, we saw the Dow drop 1,100 points intraday and still close positively. So... This market's done crazier things. I think you're absolutely right. Like, you have to be responsive or cash, unfortunately, especially with this inflation rate. Yeah, and l- let's not forget that we've kind of seen a, a new turn of the market. Like, we're entering into a very day trader-heavy era. And mm. this has happened before, whenever self-brokeraged accounts originally sort of came out in the 90s, and there was a big influx kind of in the, the stock market. But it also was preceded by a, a a drop afterwards. So, like, I don't know. With the stock market becoming more popular, more more Hollywood, can we say? Is that is that fair to say, guys? It's more Hollywood now. Mm-hmm. It's like it's more sexy. Yeah, like like it's more in like the public eye. It, yes, yes, that's exactly what I mean. Okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's just a lot more attention more and yeah, more mainstream. So there's more people actively participating instead of just buying mutual funds and hoping yeah. to retire sometime and in my you can see that with, late 60s. You can see that with the big push uh, in Congress right now to have lawmakers uh, on, you know, depending on the, 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 the senator and the bill they're proposing or the interview they're doing, you mm-hmm. know, depending on the state level, uh, banning trading uh, of individual stocks uh, for government employees. So yeah. this is definitely coming to the forefront. Yeah, like people are concerned about how, or like starting to be concerned about how Congress people, people that are in politics that are helping sort of govern decision making, if and when they can actually invest in individual equities, or should right. they just not be allowed to? Because I don't know, there's been a lot of fingers pointed as of late, and I don't know, it's it's going to be an interesting couple of years how this all shakes out. I'm also interested to see how the uh, probe into short selling with uh, these major funds goes. In the, uh, yeah, me too. The new Department of Justice probe, yes. Yeah. That was also mm-hmm. last week. Yep. Man, it feels like a lifetime ago. Very interested <laughs> to see how this turns out. Now, Tim, you were talking about it's going to be a crazy couple of years. For the average investor, right? Not someone who's listening to this podcast. Not someone who's... Well, maybe they're listening to the podcast. You know, we're all starved for, starved for content these days. But someone who's not actively day trading or actively sweet swing trading, right? For yeah. the typical investor, looking at your IRA, you're 30, you got another 15, 20 years uh, to grow your 401k. Do you go cash right now or do you just hold through the pain? What do you guys think? Long term, the, the books tell you to hold through the pain. Right. Right. Selling only screws yourself because if the market does go back up while you're still cash, you're buying it at a disadvantage Mm -hmm. to like where you were. Right. So you have to stay long if you still have 20, 30 years left. But like if you're not paying attention to the daily movements and the daily news, then you're not going to be able to sort of time the bottom if we want to call it. Yeah, I would say the most important thing is don't trade your trading strategy now just because you're afraid or whatever. Uh, If you're not a day trader, don't try to time the bottoms and stuff like that because that's not what you're in it for. If you're a long-term trader, you're looking 30 years out. You don't have to worry about it. 
And like, I don't know if you're a little bit more of an experienced trader, it's kind of a way to start picking up some long positions while also sort of capitalizing your your trading account if you separate it differently with some short positions. So it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Well, I'd, I'd probably stay away from short positions if I was a passive investor. <clears throat> talking about like my 401k. Yeah. But if I was in this awkward gray area where I'm a passive investor, but I'm somehow listening to this podcast, I would maybe join join a discord you know join our free discord go out on twitter find another discord go on reddit but be very very careful where you look because reddit's kind of yeah. a trap to say the least um you can but, get you into know, a wormhole for 20 minutes and then lose all your money have no idea day. what they're talking about exactly yeah. uh but you know i had a member of our discord you know who doesn't daily trade but keeps an active eye on her portfolio because uh, it's got quite a bit of money she's accumulated from her 401k but she came back to me at the beginning of the, uh, December. You know, not that we get financial advice or whatever, but she wanted my thoughts on PayPal. And I was like, if I had PayPal, I'd sell it, right? And that was $75 ago. She had a couple hundred shares. So it's good to trade in a community. As You can watch 10 minutes of television uh, and see 15 professionals be wrong, but it's good to have a dialogue, even if yes, you're wrong if they're wrong, if the market's wrong, if you're right, they're right, the market's right. Just talking about it stimulates uh, better ideas, better trading ideas. Maybe share it with someone else. Maybe someone else has a, a better execution style. Yeah, maybe you're looking at getting into something long or you're looking to get out of a position or whatever it may be. And asking someone else about it, they may be like, well, like you do know that their earnings is coming up next week or they're having a dividend very shortly or the ex-dividend date just passed. So the price is probably a little bit inflated of people trying to buy into the, get into the, to the dividends. So there's, there's always another point of view and it's great to get a couple hundred all at once. And, and right. not just stocks. I mean, definitely mostly stocks, but sometimes the news, like just this past week to, to bring an example, I remember I was talking to someone in the Discord, and then uh, we were having a conversation. A third person came in and was, like, sharing some news about how Russia said they were going to pull troops back. And I was like, hey, man, thanks for sharing. I really appreciate it. So I'm looking at the news. And then I do a couple more digging, and 10 minutes later, by the time I'm, like, digging through whatever, another news report comes up. Uh, and it's NATO saying, like, despite what Russia says about pulling back troops, uh, they're moving troops forward. So it, it's, it's better to share news. Fake right. news is out there and getting multiple people to like look at it helps disseminate between good or like real and fake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's fake news. That That's like a really, that's a, a very specific term. I would say yeah. it's real news where Putin or where the news was not real. I don't know. You how intentionally deceive uh, rather yes. than. Yeah. Sure. Like they yeah. reported the news, but the news was a lie. Fake. Fake. Damn it. Fake news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, uh, are you guys rushing to puts in this market? Oh my god! Oh my god! He did it. We warned him. We're sorry. I'll be here. We're sorry, everyone. I will send you a sorry letter in the mail. Expect it in the next seven to ten business days. Uh, if you guys appreciated that pun, yes, please like uh, this podcast and go on Twitter at Roots yeah. Research underscore and hashtag <laughs> Save Major's Job. Uh, because they warned me. They said if, gone. I, if I made that pun, You're done -so, I kiddo. was off the podcast. Yeah. Um, bye, Major. Bye, guys. <laughs>
This is like a survivor where they have to vote. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> You've been voted off the island. Uh, <laughs> Ukraine, you saw, you conquered. Oh my, oh my god. No. I'm out. That was my pun. My yeah, god. and it was better you when he did it. It, it was so much it. better. It, yeah, it was. You forced. can still use it. it we have so an forced. editor. We have an editor. Finn can edit that out. What yeah. if we just did that joke the entire time? You know, like Finn's a family too lazy guy. to edit that out. That's going in. It's going in. It's going. In. Your shame will be known. It's here. Is it going in or is it going Russian? It's Russian in. God. It, it, so <laughs> stop. Stop. How are you guys playing? Stop this? while you're. Stop digging a hole. <laughs> you make it but work. if I dig a hole to Russia, I may be able to come up behind them and invade oh Russia. God. If I dig all the way through. But just so anyway, federal interest rates. <laughs> so no, real fast. <laughs> Guys, so maybe Russia invades Ukraine, most likely, right? And then the Olympics ends, and depending on how NATO and America handles Russia, China's probably going to invade uh, Taiwan. Uh should we be buying puts for like world market ETFs or Russian ETFs or are because Russian ETFs are already beaten up is now when you buy on weakness, knowing that this skirmish will most likely fast in a short period of time, much like Crimea. Mm. Or do you guys just do cash on the sidelines? How are you guys playing this? I'm being a little bit more cash conscious, but I'm focusing on a couple positions that um, I don't know. Require maintenance, uh, not so much. We're talking about your four covered calls? Yeah, yeah. Cool. You can check out our YouTube channel. Uh, we've got tons of videos following along with Tim's trades on his Ford covered calls, making a couple extra shares a week while yep. this market's trading sideways. Love it. Check it out. It's on YouTube. That's Roots Research. Yeah. Uh, I, what about you, Patrick? What would you do? I wouldn't. Uh, I, I, I'm long what I'm long, and I'm not changing that just because you know russia may or may not have some sort of engagement over in ukraine however they figure that out uh and in my trading account i keep primarily cash so i would say like close out end of day you can do quick ins quick outs um if you're trading and for what i'm long i'm long so i mean that the reasons haven't changed for that so i kind of want that like as a t-shirt like a coffee mug uh, if I'm long, I'm long. You know, it just makes sense. Yeah, that, that's some good Forrest Gump logic right there. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> this this too shall pass. Yeah. Uh, but you know what's also going to pass is all this free money. That's probably going to pass by real soon. We got some interest rates possibly coming up. Yeah. What do you guys think? Twenty five percent, fifty percent. Should we get some? Let's let's get some context for the listeners. What we're talking about here? We're talking about the FOMC. So yeah, the Federal so- Bank. The interest rate hike? For the past while, we've been playing a weird game where we're just not talking about it and acting like it's not really here. Um, Just for once a month. Once a month, we act like it's real. Yeah, and not even really, because we just kick the can down the road a little bit. Oh, that's the Fed. That's the Fed. The the Fed's acting like inflation's not real. Yeah. It reminds me of that. 7.5% on average across the U.S. That's the number I saw somewhere. I'm not sure if that's still accurate, because it... Like, probably up to eight percent by now yeah uh, i know it was uh over nine and a half percent uh in tampa but florida is the the largest growing market in the country i was uh digging through some of my old stuff the other day and i found a ten thousand boulevard from venezuela worth currently worth one currently dogecoin. absolutely nothing one dogecoin not even no one sheep no oh 
Like, Oof. I don't know what the conversion rate on the U.S. is, but there's a number of zeros in front. But yeah, I, and it's just weird that I sort of stumbled upon it because we're in a very high inflation right. bit right now. So it's kind of like a... Huh. Well, did you hear Munger last week, uh, vice president of Berkshire? Uh, spoiler alert, they will be in uh, Rip It or Dip It later on tonight. Uh, but Munger, who is 98 years old, um, a whiz in the market right next uh, to Warren Buffett, who is very bearish on Bitcoin and, and crypto, uh, right? He uh, applauded China for banning crypto so uh, so early on. The guy's 98. I don't really expect him to be bullish on crypto. But one of the things he did say that I really pointed out was that he thought inflation would be the death of fiat currencies and that within a hundred years the u.s dollar would be worthless hmm. which just sounds like a stronger case for crypto yeah really but very interesting well what was um, his solution if he doesn't like crypto and he doesn't like fiat currencies he said a hundred years he's 98 he doesn't have to come up with a solution <laughs> well i mean i would have thought he'd have some conjuncture as to where it was going if he had such a strong like, viewpoint i don't know it, it's you can't say cryptocurrency is the perfect solution. There is probably not a perfect solution. Any way that there's like some sort of system or some sort of regulation that gets imposed or um, like things that you have to sort of follow to be able to operate Bitcoin, like there's going to be ways to sort of that people eventually find to manipulate it and abuse it, right? Like the yeah. traceability is kind of something that we are seeing a little bit of where people are using cryptocurrencies for a lot of scam related stuff because it's not really traceable. You can fire it off to an ATM and withdraw it in cash. Like that ATM might take a picture of you or something, but like, I don't know, wear a mask or something, you know, like the, there's always a way around it. And like newer and newer technology is going to basically like come back and plug the holes that have been exposed and like maybe cryptocurrency isn't the end solution, but it's a giant step in the right direction, I think, from so, trading pieces of paper back and forth, literally. What you're saying is my kid's probably not going to pay for college in Bitcoin, but he might pay for it on the blockchain. Yeah, sure. Sure. That's a sure. Yeah, that is really nice to say, but it may even be Bitcoin still like it could be 100 years before something else comes out. Like how long has gold gold's been around fiat for money ever? But how long has fiat money been around for? When did they move uh, away from the gold standard? Yeah, I think it was the 70s. Major uh, shout out. Rip it, rip it or dip it, Patrick. Is it before the 70s or after the 70s? Uh, dip it. Uh, all right, Tim, let's see how much you know your American history. I'll give yeah. you the president, FDR. Nixon. Oh. FDR took the United States off the gold standard. Do you want to give us a decade? Let's Bob Barker this shit, higher or lower. All right, I, I already said all 70s. the podcast time. I already yeah. said 70s. I already 1933. Said 70s. Sorry, I was trying to give you a little, oh, a little, a little wow. slack for redemption. Yeah, you were off four decades. I was trying to give you a little, okay. little rebound shot. Okay, thanks, man. But, yeah, but no whatever. problem. That's what sure. I'm here for. Hey, yeah. but that's just the mainstream media lying to you about how our fucking paper money is worth something because it's not. Because yeah. Fort Knox has been empty since World War II. You know. <laughs> To replace it with the dead body from Roswell. <laughs> Thank you. From gold. It's an agreement between two people. So it's Fort like, Knox is the real I, I say 51. X amount of Bitcoin is worth whatever you're giving me. It's the exact same thing. There's literally no difference. As long as we both agree that like at the time of transaction, it's worth it, then 
it's worth it. Yeah, like, Colorado it, is taking is accepting big or is accepting nice. cryptocurrency for uh, payments of taxes. However, they they're not going to carry any crypto on their balance wow. sheet, which means as soon as you pay it, they Makes are sense. automatically converting it. it to USD. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's what Patrick says to me every time I talk about getting paid in Bitcoin. He's like, why don't you get paid in cash and automatically buy Bitcoin? And I'm like, Patrick, it's not the same, but I can't, I haven't done the math to figure out how it's not the same yet. Uh, and apparently, <laughs> apparently Colorado agrees with Patrick. Uh, so we're just avoiding this gross ass topic. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and just, we're going to run through this real fast. We're going to do it for you, the listeners. We're tired of talking about it. We've been talking about this all week, all month, probably all year. No, definitely all year. It's only a month and a half into it. Uh, U.S. Federal Reserve interest rates, right? You've got this hawkish president from St. Louis, James Bullard, uh, saying he wants a hundred basis point increase between now wow. and January 1st. That's three meetings. That's right. So that's a yeah. 50, that's a 25, and a 25. That's a 50, it's a zero and a 50, it's a zero and a 50 and a 50, but I don't think that's going to happen, right? Could I you do a point three, point three, point three? J-Pal's not going to do that to us, right, guys? Like, half of <laughs> Wall Street is pricing in a point five hike rate in March. But, like, J-Pal has, like, the federal bank has been so good at over-communicating to the markets and to the yeah. economy. I think he's going to raise interest rates, but I don't see how he's going to raise it point five percent if you were going to raise it if you wanted 0.5 percent by the end of march you could have done 0.25 percent right. in january or 0.25 percent mm. in february plus a 0.25 percent rate hike in march if they wanted to do 0.50 i don't think they want to do that jay powell said several times uh in his testimony and his conference calls yeah uh he wants to play it by ear. Right. So I think uh, well, the difference is twenty five, and then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What do you, what do you, what do you, want, what do you think, Patrick? Well, the difference is is that Bullard is asking to front load it. He wants to front load the interest rate. So that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean just because one of them thinks that doesn't mean that's what they'll end up doing. Absolutely. There's there's twelve of them, right? I mean, right. Bullard isn't then I'll say all. He's he's the president of St. Louis. Uh, there's really only one most powerful man in the world, and that's Jay Powell. <laughs> What do you think, Tim? 0.25 or 0.5 for March? I think 0.25 for March. It's going to be like very, very aggressive. And like it's going to really impact everything if he does a full half point right off the bat. Yeah. So, right off the bat. Especially since they're already decreasing the balance sheet. What about you, Patrick? 0.25 or 0.5? Uh, yeah. I'm going to go 0.25. All right. I'm going to, I got a bonus question for both of you guys. We'll have to come back next year to, uh, you'll have to tune in next year, uh, or our year in recap to see how, uh, we do on this one for a little follow up. But the Fed has a notorious history of causing recessions what? while trying to fix inflation. It's over 50%, right? So more than half the time, the Fed raises inflation rates, they've caused a recession. Uh, let's go to Patrick first and then Tim. Patrick, do you think the Fed's going to actually cause a recession this year? Recession being defined as three consecutive quarters with a reduction of GDP? Uh, the recession has uh, more than 15% decline in uh, the stock market okay. uh, indexes. Okay, okay. Uh Probably, I would say, eventually. Maybe, if not this year. Yeah, I think it's very possible. Yeah. Two or more, yeah. Two or more. Uh, or two or more consecutive quarters of decline. I, 
I believe in J-Pow. Uh, me and, and some people in the Discord are writing a parody album uh, called The Transitory Album. And it's about J-Pow and his struggle with inflation. Uh, I love my man J-Pow, but I also think they're probably going to fuck up. There's just so much going on. And it's not even J-Pow's fault, really. Like, Tyson doubled their margins, right? You're talking about the cost of food. I can't even go into it right now, right? I, I had some friends talking about, like, uh, the price of gas go up. And no. they were talking about it being Biden's fault. Like, 100% Biden's fault. And I was like, uh, Never what mind, OPEC? we can't and have this conversation. And know what OPEC was. And so, <laughs> not important, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we can. We'll just not have it in text. We'll, we'll have it over a beer that they will be buying me. Uh, but yeah, no. So thanks for playing the extra bonus round. Tune in next month or next year to see how we were doing. Um, but speaking of month over month and seeing how we're doing, let's break down um, these recent CPI and PPI numbers. Uh, the CPI numbers came out on the 10th of February. The PPI came out on the 15th. Uh, just for our viewers' sake uh, or listeners' sake, what's... What's PPI and CPI? Yeah, PPI is... Producer Price in, uh, Index. Producer Price Index, yeah. Sorry. I don't know. That slipped me for a second. Yeah, Consumer Price Index and Producer Price Index. So basically both of them are... Uh, so producer, just like consumers, have a general basket of goods that they're going to want to purchase. So that's the index that they use to measure how much those goods have increased year over year. And I believe this year both of them set multi-decade... Yeah. Uh, record and basically 40, how it works 40 it's years a, a measurement mm. dating back to difference i believe it's 2006 now but what did a basket of goods get you for a hundred dollars or like what is your typical basket of goods for a hundred dollars and then those same products get inflated basically and like how much does that basket of goods get you now uh well so the ppi the producer price index right literally doubled month over month from the forecast so last month it was 0.4 percent they were forecasting 0.5 percent right inflation's going up we know prices cost more it makes sense for ppi to be forecasted uh, a tenth of a percent higher the actual wow. month over month was one percent double the forecast right which is huge because if you've been listening to the earnings call or been hanging out on the discord or watching the the youtube videos right We've been talking about all earnings yeah. season. That's all CEOs are talking about is passing the price on, right? Mm -hmm. Successful stocks have pricing power, right? Uh, the balls on Netflix to drop like $200 in share price and raise my Netflix subscription $2 mm -hmm. in the same month. Oh, buddy. I can't wait for Squid Games too. <laughs> I'm kidding. I ain't holding Netflix during that yeah. god-awful earnings call. But yeah. you see what I'm talking about there. That reminds me when I was checking out the comparison between like Pepsi and Coke, and I think Pepsi's revenue was, I think even more than double or close to double Coke, but their earnings were still less because Coke just has a much higher hmm. Interesting. Uh, return on their uh, revenue. Wow. Their percentage of profit is much higher, almost yeah. twice as much, so... Yeah, it's really hard to nail down a single company, uh, or yeah. it's really hard to nail down a company on a, a single line on your P&L. Right, and so, well, basically, they were a more profitable company. They made more profit. So, uh, just, just to loop back for our listeners revenue. there, um, yeah. in 2002, the consumer price index was $100. Uh, so, your basket of goods costing $100 in 2002 is 147.3 today in Canada. So, that, in, yeah, sorry. 
Ah, Canadian. Sure. So 165 for America. Yes. Uh, now, yes. the CPI does exclude food and energy. Oh, I had the... I had the ratio wrong. Uh, 147 Canadian dollars is only 115 U.S. dollars. I was pretty damn close on the plus or minus. I hate how I, I just went the agreed wrong way. with you and didn't even think about it. Didn't that. even think about <laughs> it. Damn, U.S. dollar. Damn. Why have you, how have you gotten so low? I would have so caught low? that, too. Shit. <laughs> you should have. Yeah. Mr. Big, big Banker from Canada. Uh, but I just love that. And don't worry. I'll always go back and correct myself. Oh, I got you. I want to go over some earnings from last week, uh, week ending on the 19th. Do I want to go over them or Patrick, do you want to go over them? Uh, I can review them. So earnings, yeah, earnings, we got advanced auto parts, uh, EPS 207 beats 196 sales beat. I don't know if anyone of you guys have been trading that, but it was good. I mentioned it it because Tim Tim loves his advanced auto parts. And you know what? I do too. Uh, cars are expensive. Used cars are expensive. New cars are expensive. The average lifetime of a used car on the road right now is, or the average lifetime of a car on the road right now, new or used, right, is 12 years. 12 years. That's a lot of parts. That's a lot of trips to advance auto parts. It is. Yeah. I'm bullish on the company. Uh, yeah. And yeah, their sales, 2.4 I don't billion. own any, but it's one that I really like, and I've been talking about it for forever, and I hate that I don't own any of it. Oh, we are going to cover cover a couple of those stocks, but go ahead, Patrick. Yeah, Roblox, a big company for teen gamers, Yep, was, missed their earnings. Negative uh, 25 versus negative uh, 14 cent estimate per share. Yes. Airbnb, I'm actually a little bit surprised at this. Oh, wait but, a second, oh, wait a second. That's R- Roblox? Roblox? Yeah, or Roboo? No. Okay, sorry. Airbnb stock. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Airbnb um, actually missed their quarter. I guess it makes sense because of the... Uh, lack of travel. Yeah, lack of travel. But it is coming back. Yeah. I know I use Airbnb a lot. Guys, I'm I so travel bullish very Airbnb. frequently. If, if I had to own only five stocks for the rest of my life, Airbnb would be one of them. Hmm. Shopify dropped 20%, uh, 136 per share versus 158. Crocs Crocs beat their earnings 7.5%. You got to love those foam flip-flops. Or what would you call that? The shoe? It doesn't really feel like a shoe. Slippers? They're called Slipper. Crocs. It's an innovative company, and I don't know why Kathy Wood doesn't have this as 10% of her fucking innovation ETF. Crocs revolutionized footwear like Twitter revolutionized social media. Crocs Boy, to the moon, heck. baby. Ticker CROC. <laughs> Man, they're comfortable. Uh, full disclaimer: I own zero pairs of Crocs, but uh, I have owned <laughs> the pairs Crocs, of Crocs. Stay in the on past. during sex. My okay. wife won't let me own them now, but pre-wife, oh boy, you couldn't watch, you couldn't catch me around the house without a pair of Crocs on. <laughs> All right, Nvidia beat their EPS. Still fell though. Yeah, man. The stock market, tough crowd. QuantumScape, don't know if you guys heard about this. Uh, it had a big pump and then a very large dump. Uh, battery company lost an extra five cents, so missed on that. Now, if you've been paying attention to the Discord or our podcasts, uh, our YouTube videos, we've been talking about QuantumScape. We love QuantumScape, but we know it's going to be it's gonna be a bit uh, a long, a long time yeah. before you, you buy some shares. Mm-hmm. In the words of David Bowie, it's going to be a long, long time. Uh, Palantir? Moon Man, bring me down. (laughs) 
Palantir, a uh, personal favorite of mine. Missed their earnings, 0.2%. Actually beat their revenue, or 0.2 cents per share, uh, versus a 4 estimated. Uh, beat their revenue, but had losses from their other <clears throat> equities. They have a lot of companies that uh, they own shares in, and that actually caused the loss. Uh, but, you know, I think that's not unexpected. Now, I actually broke down this earnings call this morning on the Discord uh, and then we posted some stuff on Reddit about it. I was overall very intest, uh, impressed with the company. I understood the losses. I understand the gains. And I can see why you're so bullish on it. Like it's, I feel like it's right there. It's right on the cusp. It's so close. Now, yep. I think m- macro market trends might be hindrances or, or speed bumps for Palantir. But man, I can almost taste success in my mouth. I understand uh, after digging, really digging into like the the company's financials, I can I can see why you like it so much. I'm very excited about that. Uh, yeah, without getting too much into it, actually, I think the macro market it seems bad because it's in the growth category, but they have uh, cash on hand. They're not borrowing money. And if you want to listen to more about Palantir, go back good. a couple episodes. <laughs> uh, last episode and the episode before that. We talk a lot about it. And they also potentially benefit from war because uh, w- they do a lot of government contracts, and especially for war. They were yeah, instrumental being, in the uh, capture to of see today they were talking about how Saddam they're using Palantir right now. Yep. Sunrun lost 19 uh, cents per share, an increase of 78% year over year. That's progress. It's a loss, yeah. but 78% increase is a big, a big effing deal. Yeah. Yeah, they're inching towards that uh actually turning a profit. How's it looking? What what was the share price impact on that? Do we know? Uh Patrick can finish reading out the rest of it while we look it up. Yeah, they reported a quarterly sales of 435 million, which beat a 409 million estimate by 6.39%. This is a 35% increase in sales year over year. 320 million last year. And that Ford Lightning's not even, or the Ford F-150 Lightning's not even out yet. I can't wait. We saw an 8% decrease today. Maybe should have sold some options yesterday, but they're leaps. Spoiler alert, I'm not worried about them. Sweet. Well, yeah. So that was our earnings. I mean, there was that was a lot the highlight of the earnings. Obviously. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I want to end the podcast. Now that we're done with that plot twist, we can have a the nice, happy, ending. fun resolution on this amazing journey, this adventure that's been this podcast. And why shouldn't this podcast be uh, an adventure? This last week in the stock market certainly has been. I feel like the market's been climbing more hills than Frodo Baggins. Boom. How you guys like that? <laughs> Lord of the Rings reference. You're like Major... For the Rings hasn't been cool or relevant for 20 years. And I would say, shut the fuck up, other major. Amazon's coming out with the most expensive television show of all time uh, based on the Lord of the Rings series, uh, The Rings of Power. Should be awesome. I'll be talking about it on my other podcast. I'm going to actually plug it real fast. That's That's Zeitgeist Zealots. If you can't spell it, you can't listen to it. Uh, Guys, let's play Rip It or Dip It. Let's do it. Are you guys ready? I don't think you're ready for this. I'm ready. I was born ready. Now, this special episode of Rip It or Dip It is based on next week's earnings. That's the week ending on the 20... Buys for time... 26th. Perfect. 
Uh, let's talk about you. That's Clear Secure for those who aren't aware of it. They, you, uh, they're basically a subscription fee. You uh, pay a ridiculous fee and you can skip the TSA line for airports. Rip it or dip oh, yeah, it. Uh, rip it. Dip. Tim says rip it. Awesome. Let's talk about Playboy. Ticker PLBY. Playboy, mostly NFTs these days. What do you guys think about this? They're breaking into NFTs? Rip it. Sure. Rip. Now, what about Home Depot? We've recently seen some awkward trends with housing markets, right? Uh, A bunch of new home permits being down because of construction supplies. How would you play this? Rip or dip it on Home Depot? I'm going to say dip it. So Patrick says rip and Tim says dip? See. Yep. I just think we're awesome. in a bit of a euphoria bit right now, and there's probably going to be some pullback. But well, no. Now let me ask you guys: Is there any biasness or towards or against Home Depot, or would you say the same thing for Lowe's? I would say the same thing for Lowe's. I would also say the same thing for Lowe's. Right? Yeah. Tomato, tomato. I agree. Yeah. Now, much like uh, tomatoes or tomatoes, Krispy Kreme donuts ticker D N U T. Rip that bad boy. How is that related to tomatoes or just tomatoes? like a, they're food? Yeah, weirdo. Okay, <laughs> I would eat a tomato donut. Well, they don't sell tomatoes at Tim Hortons. They do have BLTs, so yeah. Pat, Patrick, play along. <laughs> Act like Americans sell tomatoes in their gas stations. You guys are weird. We do don't sell tomatoes in our gas stations. We also sell BLTs in our gas stations. Right. I would not eat a tomato gas station. I'm going to say That's a dip it for me. Just because uh, they probably haven't been as busy as they once were. And they're probably paying more for employees. So that's impacting. Wait, so you're going to say dip? You're going to say dip Sorry, then? dip. Yeah, I'm thinking rip is in like rest in peace. My bad. Oh, gosh. That's going to be our next segment. Rip or rip. <laughs> rip or rip. Oh, God. Guys, Live Nation. Ticker L-Y-V. What does Live Nation do Live Nation is where you buy concert tickets. The reason I brought this up, this normally wouldn't have made it in, but when I was reviewing the charts and the price action, they have had massive sell-offs. I'm talking about, like, if you're driving a car right now, drive, go get home safely. If you're not driving a car right now, look up the ticker, L as in Lemur, Y as in Yahoo, V as in Victor, L-Y-V. Look at the earnings. They have dropped, like, a rock over these last four earnings reports. Mm. So I'm very interested for puts coming up. Plus, I think Omicron might have interfered a little bit with the consensus. Remember, we thought we were coming out of uh, Delta and Corona overall, and then, bam, got hit right in the smack with uh, of Thanksgiving with Omicron. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Rip it or dip it? Um, Heart of the cards, Tim. What do you think? Gotta go dip just because you're speaking so negatively about it there. But I almost don't, feel like this could worry. be a inverse indicator. Whatever Major says, do the opposite. Oh, uh, yeah, the Major indicator. Yeah. Oh, so go, go back. Both of you. Change my answer. I'm going rip. We will talk about this on the Discord. Join our <laughs> Discord if you want to finish up this conversation. If you want to see if, we're, if we think the Major indicator says you should buy on this. Or I guess you could just tune in next week and... Uh, I'll either make them sing the wrong song. Oh, no, I'm fired. You guys, please do not forget the hashtag. Save Major's job. Uh, but let's let's finish off this last podcast, my last podcast with a bang. Universal OLED, or Universal Display, ticker O-L-E-D. And I'm mentioning this because of the massive sell-offs we've seen in the charts. It's another one a lot like Live Nation. Probably affected quite a bit, I would imagine, by chip shortages 
So dip. dip I'm gonna say rip. You can say rip. All right. Yeah. And then uh, so Patrick thinks OLED OLED cells are up. I can I can see both yeah. arguments. I'm thinking uh, consumer spending. Maybe consumer spending, right? In, Someone's yeah. got to be buying. They got the the. And then you know I'm not buying an OLED screen. You're not buying an OLED screen. You know LG is, Samsung is, Apple is, right? So mm-hmm. we just saw from this PPI, right, the producer price index that it's gone up. It doubled month over month, right? So we know costs are going up for companies. So if a company's selling business to business, I like I like the inference logic there. I can dig it. Mm-hmm. Now, what about this death trap, Alibaba ticker B A B A? Uh, what do you guys say? Rip, rip or dip? More like bye bye. Dip it. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, dip. See, other people besides me can make dad puns, dad jokes. Terrible, terrible, terrible dad jokes. <laughs> uh, now, a man of my word, I said Berkshire Hathaway was gonna be in Rip or Dip It, and Berkshire Hathaway is in Rip or Dip It. Now, I'm gonna go on and make a uh, an axiom, an assumption. That Berkshire A and Berkshire B are going to trade together. So, Berkshire as a whole, rip or dip? Let's start with you, Patrick. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go rip it. And out of all this list, I think that's the mo- one I'm most certain about. Uh, you know, Buffett's investing strategy has always been, you know, slow and steady wins the race. And if you see how his fund's been doing in comparison to others, I think they'll continue to do well. I would really like to see their cash position because Berkshire is kind of infamous for um, moving to cash in extremely volatile times. So I want to say dip. Which might have been great for January. Might have been great for January, but I'm going to say dip. I think a a slight underperformance right now. Yes. Now, did you guys know just a little fun market news uh that berkshire hathaway's warren buffett actually bought activision before the microsoft acquisition was announced Oof. yeah so that Maybe. news came out and berkshire stock price went crazy and then two days later another article came out from an insider who was quote unquote close to the whatever right and said yeah berkshire bought activision but they bought it back in like the fall like back in october when it was like an average price of 74 dollars before the big before the big drop off in share price so this amazing investment was still an amazing investment but time about as well as kathy woods yeah yeah although you know buying for activision for you know less than 30 bucks and you know that's just that's more luck than than fundamental analysis Right, you're a damn magician. Uh, if you knew Microsoft, no, you're a damn insider trader. If you knew Microsoft was gonna make an attempt to buy Activision at that share yeah, price, yeah, yeah, and especially that premium, ninety dollars. I think it traded for. It went up like ten bucks one day or twelve or something like that. It's great, yeah. great price action, yeah. uh, and you know, average games. Yeah, but unlike average games, this is the end of the above average podcast. That was a terrible segue. <laughs> So sorry about that. Tim, but I'm not think? sorry for the, I'm not sorry for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Give us a rate review if that's even possible. Add a comment, like, subscribe, guys. We're gonna throw this out on the internet. So wherever you're hearing this, if you liked it, you know, try to take five extra seconds and just uh, hit us back with those metrics. We really appreciate it. You know, we're all slaves to the almighty algorithm. Yep. You can find us on YouTube at Roots Research LLC. 
Find us on Twitter at RootsResearch underscore. And from there, you can get our link to the Discord. It's also on YouTube as well. Uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. Do you have any last thoughts about this crazy week? I mean, my last thought would be cash and God bless. Yeah. I don't know. We'll go over it in the Discord. See see how next week shakes, up, shakes out. Yeah, we're going to need uh, big help from Thor, our, our uh, global stock analyst. He's really going to help us out. Maybe we'll get some some sweet insider information over uh, in Norway. All right. If that's all for today, we'll cue the outro. Excellent. Thank you for listening to The Roots Report by Roots Research, LLC. Everything discussed in this podcast should be considered to be disinterested commentary between hosts. This is not financial advice, as we are not financial advisors. Please be sure to share, follow us on Twitter, Spotify, and join our Discord. Links are in the description below. This has been The Roots Report, and stay rooted.